The Holy Gospel according to Matthew in the first chapter. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a child, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a a son, and he named him Jesus, the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and our minds this morning be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All that Joseph had planned was a reasonable life. He planned to be a carpenter. He planned to marry his fiancée, Mary. He planned to take care of his tax problem in Bethlehem. And he planned to settle down to a quiet life in Nazareth. But all of those realistic plans of life were shattered when Mary was found to be with child. And that's the problem with plans. When we were children, we had few plans and lots of dreams. And as is the nature of dreams, there was no limit to our childhood dreams. We were going to be astronauts, presidents, professional athletes, an NFL quarterback or an Olympian We were going to marry Prince Charming. And that's the great thing about dreams. They're unencumbered by the demands of reality. Anything can happen in a dream. It's why children enjoy Christmas so much more than adults do. It isn't just about the presents as it may be at a birthday. For a child, Christmas is about the enchanted world of flying reindeer, tiny elves who make toys, a kind man in a red suit. And somehow a holy baby is born in Bethlehem. It's all possible. Adults, however, have most of their dreams beaten out of them. Like Joseph, all too soon we learn that nothing is coming down the chimney for us. If Christmas is going to be happy, it is up to us to make the happiness happen. So we knock ourselves out with plans to create a Merry Christmas for those we love, like we do pretty much the rest of the year. All too soon, we forget about our dreams and make plans. We plan to work hard, to buy a lot of gifts, to decorate, to bake all the cookies, especially the ones we forgot last year, and to throw parties. And we plan to get Christmas right this year. Year after year, though, since the first Christmas, something happens to interrupt our careful plans. It's something unforeseen, and if we pay close attention to it, we discover that 
The interruption may be an angel inviting us to dream once again. Joseph's reasonable plans were interrupted when he learned that his fiancée, Mary, was pregnant. Can you imagine just how difficult that conversation was? Did she tell him herself? Did she try to explain the part about the Holy Spirit conceiving this child in her womb? Did she cry as she tried to make Joseph understand? We don't know. All we know is that Joseph was a righteous man and did not want to expose Mary to public disgrace, so he planned to simply dissolve the marriage quietly. But he had to have had his heart broken. It wasn't the first time his plans had not worked out. Like all of us, Joseph learned long ago to go to plan B. By rights, he could have had Mary stoned to death, but he makes as honorable a plan as he can to rise above his hurt and to just walk away. Isn't it striking that Joseph wasn't even consulted about any of this? By the time that Joseph hears about this from Mary, all the decisions have already been made. Joseph just discovers that his fiancée is pregnant, that the child is conceived by the Holy Spirit, and that the child is even named already, Jesus. And Joseph was left completely out of the loop. Now, we're big on process. We just hate it when God doesn't consult with us. But in my experience, it just never happens that way. God never sets up a brainstorming session with us to say, here's an idea. Salvation for the world. We were thinking about using your fiancé, uh, but why don't you help me shape this idea just a little bit? No. It's the nature of God to take control of our lives, sending us to places we had not planned on going, giving us gifts we do not want, and taking away things which we want to cling to. All of it is a way of interrupting our plans with God's Christmas dreams for us. And it's incredibly significant that Joseph doesn't receive a dream until he's fallen asleep, which is typically the effect of our most reasonable plans. Plans are what we develop when life does not work as we had hoped, and they just lull us to sleep as a people who are no longer paying attention to great dreams. Some of you had hoped to be in a circle of faithful friends who would go through anything with you, but you're not. You don't even have a best friend as you had dreamed of as a child. And so you plan on coping with your loneliness by staying busy. Others had hoped to be fulfilled at work, but you're not, so you plan on settling for a job that pays well and makes you comfortable. Maybe you'd hoped that this Christmas season you would be surrounded by people you love, but you're not going to be. And so you plan on keeping your head down, staying busy, and telling yourself it's just not that important. And that's typically the function of plans. They have a numbing effect that helps us forget the dreams that linger in our hearts from the time that we were children. And the only way to wake up from our sleepy intoxication with plans is to discover a dream that makes life worth living again. 
In the midst of Joseph's sleep, an angel from God comes to give him a glorious dream. Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Joseph, she will bear a son. Name him Jesus, because he will save the people from their sins. Joseph, this is Emmanuel, God with us. What a dream. And one of the great problems of contemporary society is that we have far too many plans and not nearly enough dreams. We have competing plans for the economy, for global politics and wars and our own government. We have plans for the church, for our children and our holidays. We have retirement plans, financial plans, career plans, and plans to lose weight. These plans, of course, are necessary, but you never want to confuse them with a dream, which is something only the angels can bring to us. And it's why we come to worship in Advent. It's because we are still searching for something more than one more plan. We're looking for the childlike ability to dream again. Here we can all hear the angels say, don't be afraid. Life is not what you'd planned for, settled for, or worked for. God is with you now. Anything can happen. But it won't be what you expected. It will be so much more. Now at this point in the story, Joseph has no idea how the dream of God will come true. All he knows is that he is expected to take Mary as his wife. And when a baby is born shortly after a wedding, people get very interested in math. And since Joseph did not put Mary away, everyone will assume that this was his child. And that means he is expected to share in the scandal. And since Joseph, like every ancient man, did not live in a bachelor pad, this also means that he would take her to live with his parents. So a lot of people's lives were interrupted by Joseph's dream. And it's all because God chose to do something world-changing in the life of Mary. In the Christmas dream, some of us are Mary and some of us are Joseph. Some of us are directly interrupted by God and others are never the same as a result. And that's the way that God's dreams work. You may not be the star of God's dream. Your life may be altered this year by the strange thing happening to a son or a daughter, a spouse or a friend, your place of employment or a crisis near or far. Maybe it's that you can't get the news stories of immigration or the war in Ukraine out of your head. You don't understand why, but apparently God is dreaming to make you into more of a global Christian. And you're not asked to understand you're just asked not to be afraid and to dream again. God is with us. In time, you will understand more of what this means for you, but for now, it is enough to dream. Again, it isn't something you had planned for. It's not what you had settled for, and you cannot work for it. It's a dream. All you can do is receive the dream and come back to life. Amen.